and it's Thanksgiving week, which means it's time for round two of The Last Dragon with Mr. Joe Bob Briggs and also Darcy. <laughs> uh, I wanted to update uh, my Joe Bob pod because so much has gone down since the one time I interviewed him, which is actually when he asked me to be the male girl, which was insane. Anyway, so Dinners of Death airs this week on Shudder. Tune in, party with us, and here to pimp it out much, much better than I can is Jayvon Briggs. What's up, JVV? Well, um, <laughs> uh, you know, since we talked last time, uh, a lot has gone down. A lot has gone down. You, <laughs> you, you, you know, the last time we talked, isn't that when I, uh, ask you to be the male girl? Yeah, dude. Like, and so you became the male girl, but, <laughs> but um, spoiler, <laughs> you know, this, this sucks because now see, everybody knows that the male girl is, is really named Diana, but all the previous male girls had cool fake names that they used on the show. And you also have a cool fake name that you use on the show, Darcy. But um, I don't get what but, people... But, but because of the <laughs> internet, because of the internet, you know, <laughs> you can't be Darcy. You have to be Diana, so... I get so uh, many people asking, like, what am I supposed to call you? People call me Kinky Horror, too, just because... I know. People, people, <laughs> people think your name is Kinky Horror. You know, that's yeah. a rad name. I'll take it. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, but I think that when I asked you to be the male girl, you didn't even, you didn't even believe me, right? I literally just thought you were just, you know, you thought, being nice. Cause you I'm thought here, like, yeah, you thought I'd, I'd ask thirty other uh, women to be the male girl, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that you didn't, but somehow I still ended up. So cool. I gotta say, I was so freaking nervous. It was so intimidating working with you. Well, that was a lot of fun. Uh, that that first, uh, that first that um, first uh, taping of the marathon, and um, twenty four hours because we didn't what have were you any, because we didn't have any money. Uh, very few people were there to witness it, <laughs> but you were there, and Felissa Rose was there, and um, uh, and the only other on camera person, I guess, was Lyle Blackburn. The uh, the cryptozoologist Aww. from Texas. He you was know? scary too on set. What do you mean he was scary? He seems so serious and Well, he's a cryptozoologist. He has to be serious. Yes. He, he like he searches that is there. He searches for Bigfoot, you know? And you need to be very serious for that profession. But we brought him on for Legend of Boggy Creek and I thought he was very good. I, w- I, I would like to bring him he's on. He's amazing and I would love to Oh, your yeah. sing along was so good. And we did the sing, yeah, we did the uh, Hey Travis Crabtree song from the movie. Part. And I didn't get to see that one in real time because I was changing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's when certain powers of view were like, you can't wear that Foggy Creek outfit. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I was going to change while you guys were singing because so I missed it. But when I saw the, the playback later, it was awesome. Yeah, but you, you you did a great job as the male girl. You and, lie. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, we were, I was there. Most people could pe- work. People don't know. People <laughs> ask me, you know, where did we do it? And the place we did it was um, because we had no money. <laughs> the place we did it was was an an abandoned uh, factory, I guess. Or, or oh, was it Lord. a warehouse. It was a it was a factory. 
you know, it was an old, an old abandoned factory in, um, uh, in, in a lonely part of Newark, <laughs> New Jersey. And uh, it's the studio that's used by the show Ink Master. Um, and Ink Master loaned us one room. <laughs> oh, that was nice of Ink Master. So, uh, and you know, we had one dressing room and one and one uh, room for the crew to eat. And, Can I also and, say the dressing room had no mirror? So <laughs> yeah, we had like yeah, changing I, into cosplay I, was insanity. There, like all I, my shit was everywhere. There's well, no mirrors. Yeah, I used the term <laughs> dressing room very loosely. Yes, but everywhere uh, shit was thrown. Yeah, <laughs> but so. like I'm not complaining. It was totally cool and it was totally awesome to be a part of. Well, I was the. It was. It came as a big surprise to me because um, uh, both Felissa and Lyle and you uh, came to the show, and you were all saying, "This is the coolest thing ever. This is the coolest thing ever." And I said, "What are you talking about? We're in this abandoned factory in the middle of Newark, New Jersey, and we don't have any money. You know what, what do you mean it's the coolest thing ever?" See and- you back it was the coolest fucking thing ever. <laughs> like the second I walked on the set that they had, Lord, I was like, happy tears, just like couldn't believe it. And we didn't rehearse or anything, so I just came out to I do know. my first part. Wait, wait, wait. You're sitting there being all Joe Bobby and like talking all Joe Bobby, and I'm like, holy shit! Like it was the most surreal fucking thing, and I was looking at all these people like, do you guys understand? Like, like, oh, listen, you, how... you and Felissa were both talking <laughs> like that. You were saying, this is this is really special. This is really special, and that's what Felissa was saying, and um, and the crew members, the crew members were coming up to me and and. Uh, some of them were were working for virtually nothing. Uh, I think they some just, were working for nothing. They like, were working for yeah. nothing. They wanted to be part of the they wanted to be part of the show. And uh I was just like, uh, you know, guys, we're doing a we're doing a show that's twenty years old. We were, <laughs> we, were, we, were we were taking a format that was used twenty years ago in a totally different context and we're doing it again. And uh and because that's what the producer wanted, and that's what the director wanted. That's what the wanted. people want, man. And uh, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, this will be fun, guys. You know, uh, and then we'll go back to our lives. <laughs> and, oh and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I I was I was fairly surprised, uh, uh, pleasantly surprised by all the love that came out of the internet and all the love that came out of from the people that. For the people that got screwed over because they couldn't even watch Aww. the show because they got kicked off the uh, service because the because the servers crashed and and um, and uh, people saying and you know I have to admit I mean some of that stuff I was doing was really old jokes too <laughs> it was it was stuff I had previously done and so I was like. <laughs> I was like, Don't give wow. away your secrets. Uh, I, can't, I can't get away with this telling this joke one more time. I know I've told it two times before, at least. You know, and I would say, oh, I'm going to put it in here because it, it fits, you know. And uh, so, um, uh, but everybody was okay with that. And, <laughs> and uh, Or they didn't remember. Uh, or that one hadn't been put up on YouTube yet. So, um, so, so we kind of, uh, we kind of got away with it. And, uh I got to do a lot of stuff that I, I, I'm glad that I got to do, like, you know, that tribute to John Zacherly. 
Oh, uh, I wouldn't have been able to do that if we hadn't have done that show. And um, uh, things like that, you know, meant a lot to me. Uh, the ending, like, broke not only mine, but, like, the world's heart. Everyone that watched it was just like, no, you must come back. And then guess <laughs> what? You are. That's amazing. Like, when we were shooting, we all literally did think it was the last, the end, you know? It's like, let's just... Yeah. Tell Joe Bob wrap it up and have a good send off, and that would have been amazing. But... Yeah, well, you don't go away <laughs> from TV for seventeen years and then come back. It's just not something that's normally done. But, with the same show. <laughs> with the same show, but uh, but uh, Austin Jennings is the name of the director of the show, and um, he's a he's such a fan of Monster Vision mm-hmm. that he remembers things that. I don't remember that were on the show, or and he remembers he remembers camera shots and different different ways that the set looked and. Uh, he and, and I like fangirl boy whatever, out so hard to your show when we're talking about like what we should do next. Like oh remember when this happened in that one episode we're gonna do it like that. <laughs> it's like yeah dude like we speak our own monster vision language. Yeah. And when we say it to you you're like huh. <laughs> yeah, because. I mean, there were a whole lot of different sets on on uh, Monster Vision. And remember, when I did Monster Vision, I had previously done uh, Drive-In Theater. I don't think you ever watched Drive-In Theater, but but um, I didn't. Drive-In Theater was on the Movie Channel for I want to say eleven years. Yeah, eleven years. Holy hell! I didn't know and, it was that long. Yeah, and um, so. Uh, uh, so that we had a lot of different sets on that show, and then we had a lot of different sets on Monster Vision, and we had a lot of different, uh, you know, most shows on TV you do, you do thirteen, and then you take a rest, you know, <laughs> and then you do thirteen more, and then you take a rest. Um, I was on double features, at least a double feature, fifty-two weeks a year. For sixteen years. Holy fuck! And so, <laughs> and so, how many f- movies is that? It's like two times fifty-two is uh, one hundred and four times sixteen is, you know, so many math, Fucking lot a of lot. Movies, so many. Know? And so, uh, and then sometimes we had marathons. It wasn't always just two movies, and so uh, it kind of all blurs together. And uh, now that we're doing this new stuff on Shutter, a lot of times they want me to do a movie I already did, but I have to go watch it again because you know I, I'm the only guy. <laughs> if we if we have a production meeting, I'm the only guy where they go, uh, "Has everybody seen this movie?" And they go, "Yeah, yeah, I saw it, and I saw it, and I saw it, and I saw it." But when it comes to me, it's like. Yes, I saw it, but see, I saw it in 1982 in the theater <laughs> when it came out. You know, it's like wow. I didn't, I didn't stream it last week. On, <laughs> you know, and so, uh, and so, I'm the guy that's like <coughs> not up to speed on the current reputation of the movie because, like, I didn't know Pieces was a cult movie. I didn't know that was a cult movie. Um, I, I, I remembered it as a controversial movie. Because since all the victims are female, it became a, 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 a cause of the National Organization of Women. And they... Uh, Doesn't uh, that ending make up for it? 
What's that? Doesn't the ending make up for all that? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know, but but uh, they weren't thinking straight, and uh, so they they actually protested against my column, which I didn't. I don't think I even gave it four stars. I think I just gave it like three stars. But they but they said I, nobody should be celebrating a movie like that, and uh, and so I remembered it as this controversial film. And the only reason they targeted it is because it was called Pieces. And I told the woman from the National Organization of Women, you know, if you really want to protest against these movies, I can suggest better ones that you, <laughs> can, that you can pick on. Oh, man, yeah. I would love to have known you in your, like, controversial heyday. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had your back so hard. <laughs> um, and sometimes they would pick the wrong movie and it would be, you know... Uh, there would be more male victims than female, and and so it wouldn't really their their theory about it wouldn't really hold up. Uh, but uh, so anyway, that's why that's how I remember the movie. But but Austin told me no, the movie's developed this reputation because it's so goofy and bad, and it was made in Spain with these British actors and these international actors, and uh, just had this weird vibe about it, and. and Everyone started, you know, liking it. I mean, it doesn't make a lick of sense. I mean, it's just completely, it's just all over the lot. Stop. But, what? <laughs> you are not bad-mouthing pieces. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, uh, I was like, wait a minute, this is the closing movie? And, the, you know, this is the last movie? You know, aren't you supposed to close with something big? And oh, yeah, said, and we oh, did. No. That's what they expect us to do. <laughs> they expect us to close with some classic. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to close with pieces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Really? Right. Shout so. out to Austin for insisting on that. That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh... So, you, I, you didn't realize how much of a cult star you were, really, until all this happened, right? You know what I mean? No, like, not really. I mean, I... I I knew there was a little bit of, of interest because of YouTube. You know, people save the old tapes and they put them up on YouTube. And so occasionally, and I, so occasionally I get, you know, the emails from, uh, from either, either from, either from diehards from the old days or from, uh, young people who, uh, the most common thing they'll say is, why don't we have shows like this today? Because they've been watching the, the, the old Monster Visions on uh, YouTube. And uh, I say, well, there's a very simple reason that we don't have shows like that today. And that's that, you know, uh, an hour of TV used to be 48 minutes of TV and 12 minutes of commercials. And now it's uh, 42 minutes of TV and eight to 18 minutes of commercials. And so there's no room for the host, <laughs> there's no, gotcha. there's no more minutes in there, you know, and so uh, that's. I mean, I guess, but I would sit through the commercials for you. <laughs> but luckily on Shutter, we don't have to. Well, yeah, but see, you have to have the commercials. You have to have eighteen solid minutes of commercials, mm -hmm. and then in addition to that, you have to have the hosting segment, and then in addition to that, you have to buy the movie. And so they think, well, we already bought the movie. Why should we pay for this hosting segment? Gotcha. You know. So that's kind of what made hosting go away. Hosting was always a way to bring value to shows that nobody else would watch unless you had a host. 
And so, and so uh, that's wow. why that's why I've hosted some of the uh, worst movies in existence <laughs> over the years. When I first went to work for the Movie Channel, they'd bought all this crap over in Europe. Uh, they, you know, they go to the film markets and they buy this crap. They, uh, you know, the uh, like, uh, you know, British sex comedies, for example. You know, the British love to to uh, see a man uh, fully naked and running down the street in in fast motion. You know, that is so funny That's to the Brits. That's quality right there. That's so funny <laughs> to the Brits, you know. And uh, and the uh, the Italians, they had these movies. They had these sex movies about, you know, these are these are softcore. I call them sex movies. They're very softcore. But but the, the, the Italian movies were always creepy because it was always like uh, older men, uh, you know, lusting after... Uh, uh, the the girls in those ca- Catholic uniforms, you know, and so uh, and and it was you know they would sort of take it too far and it would become really creepy, <laughs> and it, but it's supposed to be a comedy, you know. So that there were these cultural differences between you know America and these and and the European countries that were selling us their B movies, and I was the guy who was hosting them, and. Um, uh, I, I've told this story many times, so I'm sorry if you've heard it before. But, <laughs> but uh, we had this West German sex comedy back when there was an East Germany and a West Germany, and it, and because we there's no such thing as an East German sex comedy. So, so um, th- but it was called "She's 19 and Ready," and uh, <laughs> you know she was about 45 and she was never going to be ready, and nobody ever wanted her to be ready. But but it wow, was that's but, but it was <laughs> but it was uh, uh, it was just an awful movie, but that title for some reason was so good. She's nineteen and ready. That's such a great title that um, it would get this enormous rating every time we showed it. I'm not gonna lie, I would tune in for that. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so you know, it would turn up on the schedule, and I was like, I'm hosting. She's nineteen and ready again. And then, <laughs> They would say, yeah. And I said, I think I've said everything I can think of to say about She's 19 and Ready. You know, do we really have to have you She's 19? They, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> The numbers on She's 19 and Ready are just, like, amazing. And so, uh, because uh, my show would come on at, like, uh, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, and sometimes there would be, like, a big-budget uh, movie uh, that played at nine o'clock and we would get a higher rating with she's 19 and ready (laughs) (laughs) i gotta say i'm not surprised by that (laughs) side note can i mention that like last time we have a horror movie on in the background oh we're just chilling in my room again by the way i'm in denver with you last time we were in port orchard port orchard washington last time i was just stalking you as a fan like you had a little an event there, and I just wanted to come watch. This time, though, this time you're the, the world booth? has changed. You're the booth girl. Um, no, I'm the male girl. <laughs> the male girl, yeah, and. Uh, but basically, yeah, booth booth day. <laughs> and you're watching. Uh, yeah, so I put on. You're watching uh, Tales from the Hood too. <laughs> which which is, you haven't seen, right? 
Well, I can't imagine it would be as good as Tales from the Hood 1, but... Uh... I feel like that's sarcasm. <laughs> did you did you see part one? No. What? <laughs> oh, Lord. Joe Bob, I have stuff to teach you now. I know. There, there, <laughs> there, there's... You, but you go, you go to the actual premieres of the movies. That's so amazing. I don't know anybody else who does that. But you, you but easily you, could. You, you get invited <laughs> to all the premieres. I don't get invited to to the premieres. Nobody I'm invites me sure to the red that's carpets. True. That is absolutely true. <laughs> uh, you well, know, come I, be my guest. Uh, uh, okay, I'm but, excited to get these things. Oh man, they had the Mandy premiere the like a couple weeks ago. I guess. Yeah. It would have been so cool for for you to get to that, but I digress. Well, that would have been <laughs> cool. I mean, do they always? Uh, uh, they, they, you know, they always. Oh, and they probably Master. have. Oh yes. What are you doing? Come to LA. That's your problem. Yeah, LA <laughs> is You're out my on the problem. Other side of the country. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, uh, so they never have the premieres in New York. Huh? They, I they're mean, always I guess they have. LA. They must, right? We'll get on that. <laughs> okay. No, I, I get I get invited to Yonkers a lot. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Yonkers, yeah. I do the I do the Alamo Draft House uh, intros at Yonkers. Oh my God, I've never <laughs> been to an Alamo Draft House before this, and they are amazing. And like going to your events is so fun. It's like a whole theater full of. That's the first time you went to an Alamo Draft House. Oh yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, because we went uh, the night before the marathon, right? <laughs> Isn't that right? Yes, yes. And you yeah. introduced in, me as the mail girl. And people were like, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I said, <laughs> and by the way, the mail girl is with us tonight. Of course, no, nobody had ever seen the show. And so, yeah. And so everyone was and like, I was oh, so shy. I did not know you were doing that. I was just like in jeans and like glasses or something. And you were like, hey, why don't you come on up here and <laughs> introduce yourself as Casey slash Darcy? <laughs> Like, oh, that's a good plan. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, we should, but we should talk about the upcoming Yes, we should. Marathon, because we have, uh, on Thanksgiving, uh, this will be the first uh, appearance since, since the meltdown in July. Um, so in Thanksgiving, we're doing Dinners of Death, uh, four movies, uh, including my favorite movie, and, uh, Smoking the Bandit. <laughs> no, no, well, sometimes, sometimes my favorite movie changes a little bit, but no, Smoking <laughs> the Bandit would be my favorite redneck movie. Gotcha. Uh, well, actually, no, this one is a redneck movie too. So, uh, what could it possibly be? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we're not supposed to tell the titles, but uh, but uh, we have um, four movies, and we may have a special guest and. Uh, uh, it should be, uh, interesting. We have a little bit more money this time. Uh, they gave us, uh, you know, an extra $500, <laughs> you know, to, uh, to, 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 to build a better set. You know what? If we had had that last time, that would have made a lot of difference. I know. 500 bucks in our little <laughs> so, budget world is <laughs> good. And so, uh, <laughs> and then at Christmas, we have a very Joe Bob Christmas. I love that title. Where uh, it's on the twenty first. Uh, by the way, these are both appointment events. You have to show up. They're, it's at nine o'clock Eastern, uh, six Pacific, uh, and it goes all night. And uh, 
Uh, but for a very Joe Bob Christmas, I'm going to revive a tradition that I used to do on the movie channel and on uh, Monster Vision, which is I tell the annual Joe Bob Christmas story. Aww. So, so in the uh, Aww, so in I the in, so in the intro to the I think it's the third movie uh, at Christmas. Uh, I'll tell the Joe Bob Christmas story. <laughs> Aww, I want you to tell it now, but that's okay. No, we'll I wait. can't tell it now. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you have to be in the season. It has to be it's seasonal. Um, Dude, like I said, we're in Denver and it's snowing, so it's pretty much seasonal. Like the world has gone Christmas mad already. It's like November, what, eleventh? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we got to get through. We're, we're also calling this thing on Thanksgiving Black Thursday. You know try to set up a tradition of uh, of doing a show on Thanksgiving night so that, I mean, I know most people are going to be watching the Saints and the Falcons play that night because that's what people do on Thanksgiving, right? I mean, it doesn't go nobody, that way, right? You know, the people gather at, you know, your mother's house or your grandmother's house or whatever, and uh, the men take over the TV and uh, watch football from like 10 in the morning till, you know, midnight. That's Texas. The women can watch TV <laughs> football too. And uh, a couple years ago, the Panthers were on kicking ass. Anyway. No, I know, I know women watch it too, but, but, uh, it, but, but women don't get upset if it gets turned off and you turn on the Joe Bob Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving <laughs> marathon, but the men will. So, uh, so secure your big screen TVs now, you know, <laughs> so, uh, uh, I have seen a lot of people like tweeting or whatever that they are specifically like doing that, like planning, telling their families, like come nine o'clock or yeah, whatever. Nine o'clock. We're not watching the saints and the Falcons, like, right? We're watching, family time's we're, over. Unless you want to come watch this with me. The dinners of death marathon. But, uh, yeah, and also, I, 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 I got some interesting tweets. <laughs> this guy said, uh, you know, uh, this guy tweeted uh, that his, uh, uh, his wife was going to have to work on Thanksgiving, and she felt so sorry for him because he was going to be all alone, and he was like, no, that's fine. That's okay. That's that's <laughs> that's cool. And he's like planning a big thing around the dinners of death marathon nice. when she doesn't like horror or something. And so all these other guys started chiming in saying, "Oh man, I envy you. That's so great <laughs> that you can do that. Really, you got. It's like I'm so jealous." And then others saying, "Yeah, here's well, here's what hell. Here's how I'm planning to do it." And so, know, and so, so cool. there was a, there was this whole uh, conversation thread about how people are strategizing to try to watch the Dinners of Death Marathon because normally you're expected to be with, you know, your family. And, uh, like, that's during the day. Family well, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, later. by 9 o'clock, you know, that should be over. That's enough family time. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, we're asking a lot of people. Uh, uh, and, and also, I don't know, my my. My family, they. Uh, oh yeah, uh, is your family gonna watch? Uh, no, because they go to they go to Walmart on uh, they go to Walmart and uh, Best Buy and Petco and <laughs> places like that on uh, for the deals for the deals on. Because uh, <laughs> see, Black Friday really starts now at uh, like 
pretty Wednesday. early on Thursday. <laughs> you know, uh, it's already into Black Friday, and so so those I think it's Black Friday now. Those yeah, <laughs> the those lines at Walmart start you know early on Thursday afternoon, and uh, because you got to sprint inside and get those flat screen TVs because you know, they have those flat screen <laughs> that TVs. That one that they they're, have. <laughs> yeah, no, they're marked down to fifty bucks or something. You know, so it's like they're waiting for those doors to open so they can just you know run down those aisles and grab those flat screens. And, and, uh, I mean, when you put it like that, I can't play. <laughs> and, uh, can I say so. like another cool thing about like this happening in like the internet age? Yeah. Like apparently there's a whole slew of us watching monster vision back in the day. And we didn't know that we were all watching it. You know, it's like, I'm finding out now talking to you, fans online or whatever that we all thought we were alone like here's our little secret show of our yeah. friend showing us just us these movies because like we didn't all have people to talk about it. but now it's like hey well you know why it's like that because it wasn't a real show <laughs> <laughs> it was see it didn't it didn't start at any particular time i know it was great it could come on at like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or 10 30 or whatever and and then it didn't end at any particular time. It was just you just knew it was going to be on on Saturday night. And That's true. I just sat there, let the TV run until finally <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, Joe all time. And uh, so um, it was it was very free form show. And for example, you know, uh, we always we we always tried to get the name Monster Vision. Um, after a couple of seasons, they started calling it Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs, okay? And so we tried to get TV Guide to put that in the TV Guide, Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs, so people would know what time it starts. And TV Guide had a policy that if it's a movie, they only put the name of the movie. Oh, they will wow. not. They will not put the name of the show that the movie's on. And so we could never even get listed. We could never even get listed in the in the guide in the guides. And that's you know? why TV Guide is not a thing anymore. <laughs> is it? Is uh, they're around. They're, no on, one cares. they're online, but nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, printed Monster Vision. Uh, that was your, <laughs> your problem. And uh, and then uh, the fact that we didn't really have any format, uh, we would just go until I stopped talking. Yeah. And, and uh, so it made people feel an intimacy with it the show really did. Like, that that you didn't feel with other shows because you didn't know you didn't know when I had walked into your living room and when I was going to leave. I might I might come early. I might come late. I might <laughs> I might stay late. You know, but but uh, it was like somebody dropping in. You know, uh, I know. And then you'd be like, okay, let's watch the movie. And then just still keep talking about something else. And it's like so, like we literally hung on every word yeah. until the movie started. And then when we heard the little "No Back to Monster Vision" intro, like right. we come running back. It's like we hung on to every word because what's Joe Bob going to say now? Who knows? It was actually an early version of what we're doing here because um, we had a chat room. You know, TNT had a <laughs> had a guy who ran a, a, a you know at the time they would call it a chat room. That's and, funny. and so what you do is you go to the TNT website and you get one of those scrolling uh, things, you know, like the, now I know you're too young for this, but uh, in the early days of, the, of 
well, even before the internet, just the early days of people uh, being able to communicate on computers, uh, CompuServe had these <laughs> chat rooms where where the the words just would scroll by, and and if you didn't catch it, it was gone forever. Uh, you know, and you would you would type in, in the middle of these conversations. Like HQ Comet. Yeah, it would just keep scrolling. <laughs> it would just go and go and go. And, uh, I would have been so down for that. But, like, nobody had internet back in the day. Right. Maybe rich folk. So we had a <laughs> chat room that was like that. And uh, what was interesting is that all the chat happened while the movie was on. And uh, the, there was no chatting when the uh, at the commercial breaks. Because, because, <laughs> <laughs> because I was talking at the commercial breaks. Uh, and usually, I think... Uh, Let's see. Did I talk before the commercial or after the commercial? I can't remember. I think we did it different ways. Where you mixed it up. You know the, uh, the there's a break in the movie. I start talking, and I I I I always knew exactly where we were in the movie. So I really was talking about you know specifically about what happened in the movie, and uh, I learned the secret of movies on TV. Because they would, they would give me these uh, printouts of where the breaks in the movie are. Because I had to know that, you know. And uh, the first break in a movie on TV is always between uh, about 22 minutes and 28 minutes. Uh, because they got to get you hooked. They got to get you hooked into the movie. And so they don't show you any commercials in those first 20 minutes. Uh, and then they show you one commercial. And then... Uh, there's a, then there's a long another long segment like 15 minutes, uh, and then they show you another commercial, and then uh, in the last uh, 35 minutes of the movie, there's like four commercials. <laughs> this is like there's a commercial every six minutes, eight minutes, you know, whatever. And so that's the theory of how to get people hooked into into a movie, and then watch all the way to the end and watch oh. all the commercials. Now we're on to you people. Yeah, we don't so, for your formula anymore. And so, we as we got to the really interesting parts of the movie, um, I didn't want to talk a long time, but you know, here I am coming on like three, four, five times in the most interesting part of the movie, <laughs> and so that's the that's the part you want to talk about. Uh, and so, at first, I would just do really, really quick, you know, uh, you know, three or four sentences, and then we're back into the movie. And then over time, it was like, wow, this is not annoying people. It's not annoying people. I can probably talk a little bit more. And so I would talk a little bit and more. And you ran with and, that. And a little bit more. <laughs> and a little bit more. And, and, uh, and we were, since we didn't have to finish at any given time, uh, we could just go all night if we wanted to. Uh, then, you know, the things became longer and longer and longer. And uh, it didn't bother me. I didn't care how long they were, but, <laughs> but you know, the producer had to, uh, you know, it cost him extra editing time and stuff, you know, because, uh, you know, the, the more tape you have, the more, the more it costs you. And so uh, after a while they were like, can we limit a few of these, you know, to, <laughs> you know, to. Edit it for time. <laughs> well, no, they didn't edit them. They just said, you know, just try to get in and out a little bit quicker, Joe Bob. And, and, uh, That's what she said. And, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. 
Sorry, oh, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> um, and so, uh, uh, but actually, you know, I, I never did. I never did do what they wanted anyway. But <laughs> such a rebel you are. <laughs> you know, one thing I want to talk about. I know you're the interviewer, but one thing I want to talk about is what I love about you as the male girl is that you're you're hardcore cosplayer <laughs> and 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 you can like do any costume and you'll go to any links if you if you want to do a costume if if you're if you're passionate about some character you'll go to any links to do that costume am i right okay so yeah so i don't ah, here lies what sorry <laughs> I don't really know how to answer. I mean, I I guess any links is well. I mean, you'll go you'll go to a convention and you will uh and and you'll be into that convention or you'll be into that event and you'll have like a costume that took you all day to put on, right? Has that happened to you? Well, of course, yeah. Okay, all but right. But then so, also, I'll have really last minute ones. Like I just believe in cosplay because it's fun and because you want to show your love and support of whatever you're watching or, or whatever event you're at even if it's not great like my very first quote-unquote cosplay ever was Edward Elric from Full Metal Alchemist because I went to an anime convention and I just wrapped tinfoil around my arm to have like I know you don't know what that is but it was supposed to be a robot arm and like that's perfectly fine with me and I love that but a lot of people think cosplay needs to be really, really, like, a lot of people don't want to cosplay if they can't afford it or if they don't know how to sew, like, these amazing, spectacular costumes, which I damn sure don't know how to do. So I just throw shit together and say, like, it's about the love, you know? Like, it yeah, doesn't have no, to be... I, I know that, but because of your passion for it, <laughs> that's what makes you perfect for the male girl, because we're doing, a th we're, we're doing this thing now where we're trying to get you to cosplay as many of the movies as, as you can, because... Some of these movies, you really love them. And it's true. And can I say that's a huge pain in the butt when we travel? Like, <laughs> we don't shoot in, in L.A. That would be very helpful. So it's like I have to bring, like, eight suitcases of nonsense. But oh, okay. Well, it's worth know. it. It is so worth it too. Well, just put in a voucher for that. They'll pay. They'll pay <laughs> you back for that for that shipping or whatever. <laughs> but um, uh, but uh, you know that that adds kind of a new dimension. I, yeah, I, in other words, I want you. I want us to work on that, you know, because that that's like keep that going, keep that going, and, and enhance it because it, I appreciate it's, that it's a different dimension to the to the whole male girl thing, and you know, also, you know, there's no more male, and so there's actually a lot of male. <laughs> no, I mean there's email, but <laughs> which I gotta say, like, okay, here's a question I have: Did other male girls actually handle male? Or the no, name? No, they just. Read, okay, you know. I'm an actual mail girl, man. Like I answer so much mail. Like, like not on your behalf. Like I forward you. Like I. That's true. And the mail girl. <laughs> that's true, and that and that's also another dimension of it that I like is that people know if they want to if they want to interact with the show while the show is actually in progress that we they can they can find you they can <laughs> find you on uh, Twitter they can find you on Instagram. 
Uh, where yeah. else? Yeah, man, I bet I would have freaked back in the day if I could have talked to like Honey or something like, "Hey, what's up? Ask him this on the next break or <laughs> whatever." Yeah, like mean, that would have been awesome. I, I, yeah, I want I want people to know that you know while while we're actually doing the show, they can you know c- contact you. So, uh, uh, so that's good. But the the uh, you're the you're the fifth male girl. But, but you're, but it you're, was like such an honor. Like it's, can I say like I just, I was so scared doing the first one because I didn't think people would accept me. Like I'm quite different than, than other, the other male. Girls. Yeah. Well, all all of them were different, but why why do you think you're different? Well, the cosplay is pretty different in itself. Like I'm not always trying to be just like pretty girl. Or some of them are definitely not for the sake of just being cutesy you know what I mean uh yeah I mean yeah the, that's true but we, we weren't tr- we weren't trying to do as much with the with with the previous ones but um uh but it but you know but but this is better you know this is this is uh this is another dimension to it because uh uh I think it's just it fits in with now because I I don't know if cosplay was a big deal back in the early not days, in the United right? States it wasn't it yeah. probably probably was in Japan and some other places but but, but now uh, it would seem unnatural to me to not it's like no one's gonna act like we don't know and love this movie like <laughs> right well it's because we we kind of do Halloween three six you know three sixty five oh yeah we do you know and so <laughs> the cool and so people do pe- people love to dress up in costumes they they love to go to costume parties and they love to see other people in costume and uh so uh you know I, when I just go out on the street <laughs> when I just go out on the street if I'm wearing my cowboy hat and my boots, you know people think I'm in costume I know. <laughs> oh my god uh and uh, on th- on uh, Halloween, people thought I was in costume. <laughs> I was not in costume. I was just going over to the uh, IFC Cinema to <laughs> to introduce Hall- the movie Halloween. And people say they loved your costume. Yeah, they said they loved my costume. <laughs> but then you sent me. Did, did you? I think it was you that sent me. Uh, there were some guys who went as Joe Bob oh, yeah. on Halloween who were there dressed were actually... up in, in Joe Bob costumes. Yes! Oh, my God. I love this. There are so many. Like, there were. There were so many Joe Bob costumes, and some people had it down so good. Like, they were carrying around the, like, drive-in totals, like, next to them and their beers. Oh, I love those people. And that makes me so happy. And that is exactly, exactly what I mean. Like, you can make a Joe Bob cosplay very quickly and easily if you want or you could put like a ton of time into it but either way it just shows that you love and support you and that's awesome and that's the purpose behind yeah. my cosplay for our movies even if they're goofy and not perfect yeah well i'm I'm gonna have to come out to la and sample your your red carpet life where you go to these premieres <laughs> you're so obsessed you with these, red carpet what you the go hell? to these cosplay i will lay out a red yeah, carpet I, for you just I, to walk I, around I, town <laughs> no I, I see your uh your your social media media stuff you're always on the red carpet you're always like you know what? i never used to do any of that like i would go to the events but i'm trying really really hard to do more for you because i know that if you were there you would <laughs> damn sure be on the carpet, being like, hey, y'all, watch the Shutter Show. So it's like, I do the best I can, 
even though it's really hard for me because I'm so fucking shy. And, but, you know, part of my male girl duties. Well, no, it seems like that would be, <laughs> it doesn't seem like that would be that hard. You don't actually have to talk when you're on the red carpet, do you? Um, A lot of people do, like, interview or, or whatever. But then also, like, just taking pictures and posing is no, not watch. super fun either. It's not fun? <laughs> No, I mean... You just stop. I feel silly. You put your hand behind your head. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's going to be my pose from now on. Hand behind my head. Put your hand behind your head. Hey. See anything you like? (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, they always have those little signs there. You know, I guess that's part of it. Exactly, that's what's weird because, like, what you don't see is like there's this whole line of people like waiting for their moment to get on the red carpet with their little signs and say who they are and whatever. And it's like you have to think that it's important enough for you to do that. You know what I mean? I'm like, who cares what I'm doing? Like, let's just go to the movie. Well, when you (laughs) when you go to a movie like like uh, the new Puppet Master, which is. Which is, uh, you know, it's important to us, but I wouldn't say the general public, you know, it's not, it's not like a, you know, like a new Marvel movie or something. I mean, it's... That's so, much more important. So it's one of the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do the paparazzi come to that? <laughs> I mean, if you want to call them paparazzi, they have like reporters there that... and. But not the real paparazzi. Not the ones that, that I mean, hide out. Honestly, not the ones that hide out in the bushes waiting for Brad Pitt to come out of his house. Yeah, but they wouldn't be like that at a regular premiere anyway. But some of the people are the same. It's just like you know, reporters that make their living taking pictures. Doesn't really matter where it comes from. Okay, well, uh, yeah. So I'm. So I'm yes, a, I, a paparazzi I'm... <laughs> on the red carpet, darling. Well, That's I... all you soon, Canelle. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I don't. I don't think I've ever. I I was I was on the red carpet. I was on one red carpet one time for the, for the daytime Emmys, in uh in New York. That's some serious shit. Uh, but were you like nominated or something? Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> I guess daytime. Uh, no, I was. I was just there with with uh, with uh. A friend who was who was on the uh, who was on a soap, because the daytime Emmys are all about at the time they were all about soaps. Oh, you know? I know. And so oh, people know the one daytime Emmys. And so, <laughs> and so, uh, and so uh, you would walk from uh, uh, you would walk through the streets of New York on this red carpet, and, and it was and and the people would. What? How long was this red carpet? <laughs> it was a long fucking red carpet because the daytime Emmys. Yeah, because <laughs> you you go and you eat dinner first, and uh, Dick Clark it was when Dick Clark was alive, and so Dick Clark yells at you while you're eating your dinner, because uh, he keeps saying, "You must be moving towards Radio City by five thirty-five. If you have not started eating your salad at this point, you need to acquire a salad and begin eating the salad." Really, you know. You need to start on your dessert by 525 <laughs> because by 528 we need to start moving towards Radio City. Everyone needs to be in their seats at Radio City. Yeah. And you then, knew Duke and Clark then, was such a ball buster. And then through the entire <laughs> night he was like all acceptance speeches must be limited to 45 seconds. They must be limited to 45 seconds. Uh, <laughs> it was like they were they were uh 
uh, yeah, you just you just sit there in terror that Dick Clark is going to call you out, <laughs> you know. And so, so that's the only time I've been on the red carpet. That's why you think it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a huge deal. I mean, have you won Mr. Rogers was there. It was Mr. Cool. Rogers. Is that the one you went? Yeah. Oh, I stand corrected. It they, is a huge deal. They gave him the Lifetime Achievement Award, Aww. and actually, it pissed Dick Clark off because. What? Because they gave they gave Mr. Rogers the Lifetime Achievement Award. And one of the first things he did when he accepted it is he said, uh, he said, uh, uh, you know, all of us had that special teacher in our lives when we were young, that one person that influenced us and changed our lives. And I want us all now to think about that person and bow our heads and just have a minute of silence Aww. for that person. <laughs> you can see Dick Clark over at the side. When he heard the term minute of silence, <laughs> he was just going ballistic over in the corner. And it was like, we're not having... You can see Dick Clark telling people, we're not having a fucking minute of silence. What the fuck? And, you know, but, Did they let but, them? Oh, yeah. You don't tell Mr. Rogers, you know, to get off... <laughs> To get off the stage, Aww. so Mr. Rogers is doing his minute of silence, and uh, and I was just about to bust the gut. I couldn't stand <laughs> it. And, and uh, then after the Mr. Rogers thing was over, uh, they they went on with the awards, and they had a tie. They had a tie award, two winners. And so there were two acceptance speeches for one of the categories. And Dick Clark went crazy again. (laughs) (laughs) And so so he started started berating people and saying, all right, all acceptance speeches now have to be 15 seconds. Whoa. It was so hysterical. There's some hot (laughs) behind-the-scenes gossip from the, what, 85 daytime in New York. It's not that long ago. It It was more like... Oh my God! When nineties, sometime in the nineties, yeah, <laughs> late nineties. So anyway, I want I want to thank you for coming to Denver to uh, see my show, uh, How Redneck Saved Hollywood, which I <laughs> which I did at the uh, Denver Film Festival. And uh, how do you do you like Denver? How do you like Denver? Well, I haven't gotten to see very much of Denver, but it's been interesting. The little mile area that I've seen since I've been here. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, it's snow. You mean you never came to Denver before this? No. This is your first visit to Denver? Yes, it is. Denver is one of our major cities. How could you not have been to Denver before? Oh, sorry. Have you been to every <laughs> major city? I well, guess you probably I, I have. I thought you had been everywhere. You, you, you tell these stories about, you know, all I the I talk about Colorado a lot. No, you just, it just <laughs> seems like you've traveled, you know, a lot. So I guess I just haven't had a reason to be in Denver. You missed Denver. Okay, well. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, well. Uh, I honestly, I appreciate you having me out here. Like, I just, I love seeing you in your element. I love being a part of this. Like, I am so grateful to be. Well, know. this is another example of where uh, a year ago, See, I I was already doing this show, How Redneck Saved Hollywood, which is a it's a multimedia show. That's I, another one where influence e- stalked you though. <laughs> I can't even explain it. I can't even explain what, the, what the show is. But um, I don't it's know a how weird, to tell people. <laughs> it's a weird show, you know. And uh, and a year ago I would have been begging people to come to it, Aww. you know. And now people want to book it, you know. People want to have it, and so. 
Uh, it's another great thing that no, happened because amazing. of the marathon. Uh, and I, I like to do this more than just, you know, introduce a movie and then go home. Uh, Your Redneck show in particular is just like a unique thing I've never seen. Like, I, I'm shocked how well it plays to modern audiences. You know what I mean? Modern like, audiences. What are you saying? Because uh, it's a throwback show? Because well, it's like, because I'm, I'm out of touch? No, not at all. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, who does that? Who else has a slideshow? Like, you're basically teaching us stuff. Like, it's like a little film class. But it's so freaking interesting that I saw it twice because you did two shows this weekend. And it was amazing both times. Like, I was just glued into you who does that yeah. you know what i mean like it's just a unique thing yeah that you do. <laughs> I, I i wish i had some i wish i had some one sentence description of it so i, I could so i could uh, get more people to come see it but but uh uh i like doing it because it's kind of shocks people and it kind of like it, they they always want to talk about it afterwards it's true and so uh uh so anyway i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna do it but i gotta come to la and do it eventually please do because uh I bet we can find you a red carpet <laughs> and, and have a, <laughs> a, yeah and i want a red carpet you know I, I but i get to decide who who walks on the red carpet Ooh, right you'll be the decider yeah so, oh that's uh, true see like that's basically what la red carpet is it's like any event that you have to say you have the red carpet arrivals yeah. before it and then it's a thing you know what i mean so, so literally whoever, just say whoever puts the on premiere the show gets of, to decide. exactly the premiere of joe bob's redneck thing yeah and then see? people will be like oh can i get the red carpet yes. uh but but i don't know see every time i've done a show in uh new york or la uh the people I, the audiences are not as good they're just not as good as the audiences in denver or dallas that's or, racist <laughs> no, it's not racist. You know, they're kind of jaded, and they're kind of like, they're kind of, you know, uh, I did a show in Brooklyn, and Brooklyn thinks it's the center of the universe. They just know everything about everything. Brooklyn and, thinks that? Yeah, it's the hipster capital of the world. <laughs> and so, and so uh, it's not as much fun. It's really not as much fun to do New York and L.A. as it is to do, you know, Chattanooga. I go to Chattanooga Film Festival every year. It's the mo It's one of the most fun things that I do. Um, but when was the last time you did it in L.A.? And also, when was the last time you did the show? Yeah. Well, okay. The last time sure. I did the show? Yes. <laughs> uh, I haven't been doing the show because, uh, uh, you know... I My point is, you have time. to give modern L.A. audiences a try. I bet it'll go over really well. Oh, okay. Modern L.A. audiences. Yeah, okay. I mean, because it was a while ago, right? Like, maybe it was a different vibe yeah, or something. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like the L.A. of now, like, we have, like, what would, I guess, be the equivalent of drive-in, where it's, like, rooftop oh, theater. Oh, I know. I saw a, I saw a thing on that And we have, like, our, our yeah. lawn chairs, and, and then the speakers are right there. So it's kind of like that. It's like the L.A. version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, L.A. is, you know, I don't know. I don't know, but I'll I'll Look I'll, I'll try to find a good place to do it uh, in L.A. See, I, I would I would do better in Riverside <laughs> or San Diego, you know, 
uh, uh, you know, well, then probably, San Diego. probably then, uh, <laughs> then, uh, then LA, but, uh, yeah, but I'll find a place to do the show there. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it, it, it's, but it's, it's fun talking to the people, uh, after the show. It's almost as much fun as doing the show. I, I freaking love that. Like, I love the show, but then afterwards, because I'm your booth babe, <laughs> I get to hear all these stories of people coming up and talking about their experiences with you, but also what they learned from the show and how into it they were. And it's just so fascinating that you reach so many people. And they bring archaeological artifacts. They do. Like, like uh, newsletters that I published back in the 80s and uh, things like that. And people still have them, like, yeah. and in good condition. I'm yeah. in awe, and I love seeing all this stuff. Yeah, well, um, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's I, I enjoy it more. It drives people crazy uh, that I work with that I like to do it so much because it's really not uh, as lucrative as doing TV or something, you know, that has a wider mass audience. But it's so much more fun than sitting in a concrete room, you know, and, <laughs> and doing those shows. Uh, you know, I like to do the shows, but it, but it's, it, it, I, I, much, I much prefer to have a live audience, so... Uh, um, most people on TV are the opposite. They don't like the live audiences. And even people that work on sitcoms where they have the live audience, you know, for two shows on Friday night, uh, they hate the live audience. <laughs> A lot of people I've worked with, you know, they think the live audience is the enemy. You should, <laughs> and so, uh, but... Uh, you should film The Last Drive-In with the live audience sometime. Uh, That'd be badass. You mean film it with yeah. the live audience? Yeah, well, once I film it, then everyone's seen it, and I can't do it anymore. No. <laughs> I have to, no, no, no. I have to like, keep it secret. Like, have, like, an episode where we just have, oh, like, a live oh, audience. Oh, I, I see what you mean. Oh, yeah, yeah I would love to do that. that would I would be love to do that. Um, like a Joe Bob sleepover party or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, where, you know where I was thinking that we could do that? Um, we should go on location at the place in Northern California where the first... Sasquatch creature <laughs> was sighted, you know, all those years ago, and and where they, and they, they the film. Have you ever seen the film? The film. The film of the actual. Oh Bigfoot? yeah, yeah, yeah. The footage. Okay. Yeah. It's about one one minute long. Mm -hmm. And we should feature that film that night, the one minute Sasquatch film, but I should interrupt it five times for commentary. <laughs> <laughs> And, but do it, but do the whole show from that place where they saw the monster. All right, I'm in. I think yeah. we just made another episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, you are amazing. Thank you so much for being here and for this opportunity and for bringing your awesomeness to the masses again. Like, I'm just so happy you're back. Okay, well, I'm happy you're the male girl, so. Well, I I hope that you, you better are. show up on Thanksgiving night in your cosplay. Uh, I mean, the Saints and the Falcons are playing, so no promises. Oh, right, right, yeah. If okay. I can get away. <laughs> thank you, Joe Bob. You're awesome. Okay, thank Bye. you. All righty, well, a big thank you to Mr. Joe Bob Briggs and a huge thank you to all of y'all who are listening to this. 
And I very much hope that you'll join us for Dinners of Death on Shudder this week. Thanks for listening. Bye.